The medical information communicated in this podcast is of a general educational nature. If you are feeling unwell, please seek the attention of a medical practitioner. Any advertisements promoted throughout the podcast are not endorsed by the presenter or any of the guests interviewed. Hi there, welcome to MediTalk, a medical podcast talking all things medical in a way that you can understand. You're with Danae. Congenital heart disease is a problem with the structure of the heart. Congenital heart disease or defect is commonly referred to as CHD. A heart defect can be an abnormality of the walls of the heart, the valves of the heart, the arteries and veins near the heart, which can affect the normal flow of the blood through the heart, causing the blood to either slow down or make the blood flow in the wrong direction or go to the wrong place, or the defect can actually completely block the blood flow to and from the heart. Nearly one in every 100 babies are born with CHD. I have the honour of knowing personally a little miracle CHD baby called Annie and her courageous parents Angie and Mark. To gain a greater awareness of CHD, I had the privilege of being able to interview a talented cardiothoracic surgeon, Dr. David Andrews from Perth Children's Hospital. And what I've learnt from Annie's story and from speaking with Dr. Andrews about CHD is that the medical team that work in this particular area of medicine are as brave and have hearts as big as the CHD patients they treat. In this two-part podcast series, we will learn about CHD from the eyes of a parent and from a cardiothoracic surgeon. We're with Dr. David Andrews, cardiothoracic surgeon at Perth Children's Hospital. Thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Danae. Let's start first. What is congenital heart disease? Well, congenital heart disease is named to differentiate it between what we develop as we get older. Mm-hmm. That's adult heart disease. So congenital means you're born with it. Okay. Basically. So it's a structural. So it's a structural problem with our hearts. Okay. Um, and, and it's something that we have from the time we are born. Yeah. Now, does that mean we always know about it when they're children? No. Some adults are suddenly thrown in the deep end and told, hey, you have a hole in your heart that you were born with. Yeah. And so that means not all of us get sick when we're first born with it. Yeah. But by and large, what it means is it's something we were born with as opposed to coronary artery disease that we get because we've been living in this planet. And you'd, yeah. you've developed Yeah, you develop that part with time. It. It's yeah. part of ageing or Risk bad lifestyle yeah. or all those other things. Yeah. Congenital heart disease means when we were growing inside mum, yeah. something went wrong. Yeah. yeah. But it affects between 8 and 10 children out of every 1,000 live births. Right. Now, a significant proportion of those don't have significant problems. Yeah. And a significant proportion of those, it will either be not a problem for them for the rest of their life or it will heal itself in the first year or so of life. Okay. So those that end up with a significant problems, most likely, at my best guess, about half of those. Okay. So it's not a small number of And is it increasing? Uh, no, it's relatively stable. In fact, there's some suggestion that it might be going down a little bit. Oh, that's yeah. good. And there's multiple reasons for that. Mm. Um, some of the reasons for that are perhaps some of the things we're doing when mums are pregnant. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of the things that we're giving them to take whilst they're pregnant to try and improve their general health. Yeah. And the other thing is that um, some of them we're actually finding earlier and doing other things for. Yeah. So would a mum get symptoms um, or would this condition sometimes be 
picked up in your little baby during an ultrasound, like a routine ultrasound? Yep. Or? A, a number of them we can pick up on the routine antenatal ultrasound, the mm. so-called 20-week scan or the 16-week scan. Um, there are some we still can't detect at that stage yeah. because the heart's still developing yeah. and so some of the things that are there in a heart of that age are meant to be there. Yeah. But if they don't change, then they become a problem later. But by and large, there are no symptoms for the mums mm. um, unless they have lots of other problems with the child. Yeah. So there are very sick children in mum that cause problems, but yeah. most heart disease doesn't. Um, and if you've got one of the more common ones that we can pick on an ultrasound, yes, we can pick them. Yeah. And then if that's detected at the right time then what happens is those mothers are counselled with proper paediatric cardiologists mm. about what's wrong with your child, what does that mean for your child, mm. uh, what options do you have now yeah. for you and your child. And so if it's picked up um, during pregnancy, do they wait and then obviously do the surgery after birth or how well, does it? Well, a, a number of them may or may not need may surgery. surgery. Most of them do because yeah. the ones that we pick up are the more severe problems or the more noticeable problems, not necessarily severe. Yeah. Um, so what it allows us to do is to, to educate the parents yeah. as to what's wrong with their child. Mm. Um, I ask a lot of my parents if they think it was beneficial knowing 20 and weeks ago. Say? And most of them say yes. Yeah. Um, some of them say no, didn't really want to know. It just added another Stress. 20 weeks of worrying to my life. But yeah. a lot of them have done a little bit of work about trying to understand what's wrong with their child's heart. Mm. Um, and so it allows us to manage them better around the delivery. So it might we might say, hey, you can't have your child out in the peripheral hospital. You have to come to the big hospital because yeah. it's likely to be sick as soon as it's born. Yeah. It allows us to talk to the neonatal doctors and say, this is what this child's going to be like as soon as it's born. This is mm -hmm. what you need to do to stabilise this child. Um, and in some instances, it allows us to counsel parents and they elect to terminate their child. Okay. Which is sad, but that's their choice and yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. And that's one of the things too that has led to a, either a stabilising or a decline in the number of children who are born with congenital heart disease. Okay. Is our ability to detect it earlier. What are the surgical procedures? Are there some heart or structural problems with the heart that you can do surgery on and some you can't? Um, there are some children that we can't actually offer surgery on. That's pretty unusual. Mm. Um, my simple take on paediatric heart surgery is it's a plumbing. Yes. And these hearts have all sorts of problems. So how, how small is a baby heart? Well, an, a neonate's heart, so a three and a half kilo baby's heart's about the size of a walnut. A walnut? A walnut. So the how big vessel's coming physically... out of it about four or five millimetres in size, sometimes six or seven. Wow. And that's how big they are. And, and are you using your hands or robotic? No, but you use instruments. You obviously have to use instruments. I can't fit <laughs> right, these things right. inside that chest. Right, I've learned chest. that today, yeah. yep. Um, and, um, and I also wear glasses. So I wear yeah. glasses that magnify things three and a half times. Um, <sighs> and... As you know from our dealings before, I used yes. to do adult patients, so I could go from doing a 120-kilogram patient to a 3.5-kilogram patient, and That's patients amazing. have asked me, 
how you cope with that. How do you do that? And the short answer is I don't look at the patient until the drapes are on and then I look through my glasses and that's how big I can see everything anyway. And uh, and so I manage it. So, yeah, yeah, so a lot of them... The simple take on paediatric heart surgery is if a blood vessel's not there or it's blocked, you open it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you replace them. Yes. If there's and holes, if, if hole, the holes, you, you close them. them. <laughs> um, and and so that's how we think about it. Yeah. And and they have all sorts of different problems, and some of them don't have enough muscle or heart to pump lung blood to their lungs and their body at the same yeah. time. So then we have to think of a different way around that problem. Yeah. But by and large, most of them can have surgery. Yeah. Um, and most of them who just have heart disease do reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't forget that a lot of children who have heart disease also have other significant syndromes that can sometimes supersede the heart problem or at least make it much more difficult for the parents to cope and deal with having a child with multiple other problems, not just heart. Okay, so there can be times when someone has congenital heart disease as well as... As part of a syndrome. Okay. So as part of, say, a head problem or a kidney problem or... or a tummy problem, all, all can be packaged Gosh. up into one. Yes. And so some parents don't just get a child with a heart problem. They get a child with lots and lots uh, of other problems. Wow. And we need to not lose sight of the yes. impact that that has on families. Of course. And we are, as health professionals, well aware of that. Yeah. Um, the impact on families in the long term of significant childhood problems in the family is not to be underestimated. In terms of illness and in terms of to keeping a family together. Yeah. It's no, that's sometimes very, very hard difficult. for those parents to manage the child and then turn around in five, ten years and still be together. Yeah. And we need to acknowledge that. No, and say that's it's fair. tough work. Yeah, and, yeah. And it makes it harder for them than Gosh. the rest of us. And yeah. the rest of us struggle at times anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So how are some babies born with defects in their heart and others not? Is it is it genetics? Is it mum and dad's genes? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of both. The short answer is we yeah. don't fully understand it all. Yeah. It, it's mainly genetics and then, like everything else, we interact with the world. Yeah. So we interact with everything else that's around us. Yeah. Um, but I usually sit most of my, certainly my parents that I see within the first week of their child being born, Mm. I will sit them down and say, we don't know what caused this. Mm. So I can tell you now, there is nothing that you did or did not do that that has caused it because we don't know. Um, Now, yeah, we all know that when we're pregnant, we have to live healthy lives and Mm. avoid alcohol and cigarettes and all that other stuff. Yeah. But sometimes, to quote myself, it's just the cosmic rays yeah. and we don't really know. Yeah. We don't really know. We're and I working think very hard we, to figure it. We, we go to the medical community with the hope that they have the answers that, for everything, but sometimes life is still, there's so many unknowns. Absolutely. And yeah. some, some of us, uh, surprisingly, we're not compatible. Yeah. We like each other. We end up married. <laughs> um, but some of us are yeah. not compatible to yeah. have babies. Yeah. Um, 
that's unusual, but yeah. yeah. But um, so yeah, we don't really no. understand it. We're working very hard to try and understand it. Yeah. But it, sometimes it just goes wrong. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, you know, one little cell ends up yeah. being Gets tens mutated. of millions of cells, yeah. and each cell has to know where it's going to go and what it's going to do. Yeah. So there's a lot of things in that Other process factors. that can go wrong. Are you able to tell us a story of? of a little baby that you've done surgery on that became an adult? No, I have uh, I have a number of, of my children that, that I get back. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that's good and bad. Is that the As being a paediatric cardiac surgeon, yeah, it's great, fun to see them again. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you see them too often. <laughs> I've been quoted as telling some parents, I, you know, if they really want to see me again, I can come around for dinner. You know? <laughs> have to come back for another operation. Uh, another appointment. But, yeah, it's good when you see them. Yeah. And um, just recently I had a, a young girl that um, we uh, closed a hole in her heart when she was about a year old. And how, how big and, was it? Uh, the hole in her heart was mostly about a centimetre when she was a year old. Yeah. Um, and then she did reasonably well. We always knew she had a minor problem with the major blood vessel to her body. Yes. Um, and then at about 16, which was around about six months ago, yeah. she came back to see me because it was, was finally she? time to fix that up. Oh. She was fantastic. She yeah. was so thankful. Her oh. parents were so delightful. Yeah. Um, and uh, her mum told me as they walked out after we'd done the consent for her surgery um, that she was that her daughter was very happy that Dr Aww. Andrews was doing her next Aww, operation. That's and so nice. yeah. it, it is delightful. Yeah. Um, and then you have the good and the bad. Yeah. Um, and I also I also actually become friends with some of my parent parents and or patients who don't survive. Yeah. Um, and uh, I tell a story of a young man. I didn't do his first surgery, but I did one operation on him when he was about 24. Mm. And Hon and I used to, for about the next six years, catch up once every six months. Oh, really? Um, it was it was called a medical consultation, but we'd always have it in the coffee shop at the rooms. Yeah. Um, and then eventually things caught up with young Hon and, yeah. uh, and I had to go and tell him that there was nothing else we could do, and he yeah. subsequently died. Now, yeah. I spoke at his funeral, oh. and uh, his date so of So he had a little... Yeah, he, he had, had a, a major problem, major in, his problem heart. in his heart. Major problem in his heart, And yeah. he had lots of surgery. Yeah. And so, yeah, I still have his date of death and yeah. his, on my phone. Oh. It's the only one I have. Yeah. But, yeah, it, the the rewarding thing of doing paediatrics is that they're, they're around for a while. Yes. And you, unfortunately develop a relationship with them. Yeah. One of the best things for heart surgeons, and I do it, children who have grown up with adult heart problems, so I yeah. see a lot of them in their 20s or 30s for further surgery. So will they need, so if they're a child who's born with a defect, are they likely then to need them throughout their life? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. A lot of them have one surgery and that yeah. is it. And that's it, yeah. Yeah, but a, s a significant number of them do need further surgery at some stage throughout their life. Yeah. Um, hopefully as long as we can push it. Yeah. To, to, but um, one of the things I always ask them is mm. who did your first surgery? Yes. And I'm very happy if they can't remember. Oh, because really? the vast majority of patients, they see their surgeon once ah. they have an operation, yes. they go home five days later, yes. and then they see the surgeon again. Yes. And so if everything's gone really well and they, they get to 25 they and they started off at two, mum and dad haven't even told them who the yeah. surgeon was, 
and they usually tell me their cardiologist name, and I think yeah. that's really good. Yeah. But then there's others, yeah, that I've, I mean, I have a number of patients that I've operated on six or seven times in the first wow. 10 years of their life. And um, you get to know them, you get to know their parents. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's both rewarding and sometimes sad, sad. at the same time. Yeah, no, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. And what's the survival? Well, survival? most of the patients born with congenital heart disease can survive these days. Oh, that's so, good news. So as far as surgery results go, yeah. most operations go well. So if is we it look the, at the, all of them, and that yeah. includes the very, very sick, very, very messed up hearts, mm -hmm. um, most surgical practices in the world have a mortality of two to three percent. So two to three out of every hundred children will not survive that operation. Mm -hmm. The most of them that survive then actually do reasonably well for a long time. And so sometimes they survive the surgery, but it's actually the, the work and the care that they take of their body. Uh, afterwards, afterwards, exactly. That's the most important? It's very important and it's something yeah. that's changed a lot. I spent the first 15 years of my career telling my adult congenital patients to get off their butts, mm. to go to the gym, to play sport, to do those sorts of things. Because what we used to tell them 30 years ago, we'd tell their parents, oh, they've got a heart problem. You yes. better sit them in the corner, look after them. They can't do anything. Yeah. When in fact the reverse is true. So they if should be. If you have a heart problem, yeah. you need to be the healthiest. Yeah. The most active in the whole class. Yeah, Even right. if you only have enough heart muscle to pump blood around your body. Yeah. Um, if your muscles and your lungs and you are as fit as you can be, yeah. then your heart that we've replumbed to do something for you yes. will do the best it can. Yeah. So, yeah, we encourage them now. To be active. To be active, to be healthy. Um, if that's difficult for them, then you say to them, well, your child needs to do some team sports so that yeah. they can run around for 15 minutes and spend 15 minutes recovering and then yeah. go and do it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've changed a lot what yeah. we tell them. But the majority of them do well. Yeah. Um, do they live forever? A significant proportion of them do, but yeah. none of us are told that. No, um, yeah. We all know at some stage and something's no going guarantees. to go wrong. Yeah, yeah. of course. So yeah. we don't belabour that point. Yeah. Um, and there are some that we know will not live a normal length life. Mm -hmm. um, but again, we have to keep trying to yeah. see if we can make that better. And do they have to go on a lot of medication after they've not had surgery? Not usually. Okay. Not usually. And um, it's very different to adults with heart problems. Okay. And so we do have children on medications mm. um, but what we've actually been doing is a lot of work looking at some of those children and this is the minority of our children with heart disease by the way most mm. of them have an operation and they're pretty good and everything's fine yeah but our our sick ones the ones who are gonna get into trouble earlier than the average we put them on all these pills to try and make it better mm. but we've done a lot of work lately to realize that most of those tend not to make as much difference as we thought oh, really? they would and that's hard to do because yeah. all of the children with heart problems, yeah, we have set patterns that we see, mm. but by and large, they're all individuals. Yes. And so it's very hard to do a study on all the same thing because mm. there's multiple ways to get to the same operation. And so you're not necessarily comparing the same things yeah, to each other. True, true. Yeah. And then what about, um, what would be the advice you would give uh, a parent who's got a little one with congenital heart disease, 
so they get the best sort of opportunity to grow up and be a healthy, happy adult? Is it just exercise and yeah, eating well? Eating well, exercise, be involved in your community, all yeah. those things that we know that the rest of us need to do as well. Yeah. And it's no different for these children. And that gives it's them It's a muscle that needs to be worked. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's no different than what they've found in orthopaedic surgery, surgery that years ago they would just tell people they couldn't get up and walk straight away and they had to rest. Yeah. Now they, I think they have surgery and they're told to sort of Absolutely. get up get and going. exercise straight away. Get Is it going. similarly with, with the well, heart? Well, it's similarly with the heart, exactly. Yeah. But, and, and most of the children we operate on are children. Yes. And trust me, if you want to see someone get over an operation, watch a five-year-old get over an operation. Really? Oh, yeah. The five-year-old's spend about two days feeling sorry for themselves. <laughs> Is that and then right? On the third and fourth day they start getting up and running around. That's amazing. And then they go home. Yeah. And they continue to do that. And most yeah. of their parents stop their simple Panadol and Nurofen within the first week of getting home. Yeah. And they go So courageous. They don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> they go they just get on with it. They're springy. Yeah. They're springy. They're not like us old More people. More resilient yeah, than what we give them credit so for. So now they get up and they get going. Oh, fantastic. <coughs> so what, so the life expectancy could be quite long. That yeah, the they're all the day, different. Yeah. So yeah. there's no, no, standard, no standard one yeah. to tell you. Yeah. Some of them, yeah, it's difficult. Can, Some of them, it's normal. There's all yeah. variations in the middle, but for most of them, it's a long and reasonable life. That's yeah. good news. What's new sort of in this area and space in terms of research? So um, where do you see it going, this condition? I think what we're, what we're trying to do is figure out what causes it. Yeah, prevention. Um, yeah, prevention is what we need to work on. There are places in the world where they're trying to do operations when they're still inside mum, so in utero yeah, right. intervention to try and change things so that they're not born with such a severe problem, but that's difficult. Mm. Um, so by and large, we need to try and figure out what Why? causes it what causes so that then we can start intervening on it. Yeah. Um, for the patients who have had previous surgery, there are things that are changing, so there mm. are things that the cardiologists can now do without me having to do another operation on yeah. these children. So a number of children have um, have had problems with blood flow to their lungs and they can get into trouble in their 20s without a valve to protect mm. their heart. Mm -hmm. And so now these days we can put that in through the vein in their leg. They come wow. in, they have it done, they go home the day after. Um, whereas prior to that we used to have to undo the chest, put in an artificial valve and then wait that yeah. one wears out another one, and that's where the zipper club comes from. Yeah, um, you were saying. Some and of I... them have had six or seven operations by the time they get to 40 or 50. Wow. Um, but they're still fine. Yeah. Yeah, so and then in terms not a of... lot is the answer, but yeah. there's a lot of people doing a lot of research to yeah. try and figure it all out. And then there's other forms of congenital heart disease. So there's patients that, that don't need surgery but have funny rhythms of their heart. Yeah. There's a lot of work going on on special drugs to try and treat those that sort of stuff. Okay. So there's still a lot happening. Is it important for parents to realise that there's cardiologists that specialise in congenital heart disease? So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's easy for them generally when they're born and they get seen at the children's hospital. Yes. There's nothing to negate that. Yes. The problem we have is when they get to 16 and we have to so-called transition them. Yes. And, and what would be, be your advice for those Mums well, and dads and teenagers mums out Mums and dads and teenagers out there and even the young adults who have 
gone off and forgotten about what's happened to them when they were one. Yes. Is that they need to see proper adult congenital cardiologists. And how often, like once a year? Uh, or? They at least need to catch up with them once a year and then it's up to the cardiologist. Some of them they'll see once every two years after that. Mm. Um, my standard line, especially to the mothers, yes. is that it is your job when your child gets to 16 to make sure that they go and see the doctor once. Mm. In between time, they're completely normal, encouraging them to be fit, healthy, do whatever yeah. they want. But once a year, every year, for the rest of their life, yes. they now need to go and see someone. Mm. Um, because a lot of the problems happen very slowly. And mm. if we know they're happening, we can plan when to do something. And so the best advice for parents of children or young adults who've had heart surgery when they were younger, especially those who've had heart surgery, mm. is that they need to find an adult congenital cardiologist and it's really important. Yeah. And there's not that many cardiologists who specialise in that area of medicine. And it's really doing their research and making sure in their biography that they are specialised in congenital heart disease. Absolutely, and it's our job as well. Yeah, um, and, and they can get a referral exactly. from where it's they've been. Exactly, it's appropriate for yeah. us to transition them. Yes. But we're all indestructible, especially when we're around 15 to 20. Yeah. And so we often lose them. Um, yeah. And we know that no matter how hard we try to start empowering the young adults to take mm. responsibility for their own health problems, yeah and give them what we've done to them before and say, here's the cardiologist who will see you now, mm. we still lose around 30% of the patients just shifting from one hospital to another. Even but they can always, even though it. they're not a child, yeah. they could ring through to Heart Kids yep. or they could ring through to this hospital mm -hmm. and say, can you refer me to... Which, who do I go Who do see? I go and see? Absolutely. So then at least... You're, you're in the know, Heart Kids are in the know, and they would, you know, I'm sure there's a Heart Kids... Um, or, a, or an organisation like that in the world. I'm everywhere. sure there is. Yeah. Everyone has it. Everyone has yeah, it. And, and they will be the best people to sort of guide absolutely. them as to who can look after them, yeah. who are really specialised. No, the Heart yeah. Kids is a beautiful group of people who started off as parents of children with heart problems and said, hey, we need to help support each other. I didn't realise that happened in Perth. Absolutely. That's amazing. Absolutely. That's where it started, certainly yeah. in Australia. Yeah. And... Um, I've seen you in your dress-ups. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Doing your Buzz um, fundraising. Buzz or whoever yeah. I happened to be at the time because I think it's really important. Yeah. Um, and so they're still here and, and they're available for mums and dads who have just been told they have yes. a child with a heart problem. Ring them up. They can help you. They're available for teenagers, yes. for adults. They can tell you who to see. They know all of that. And, and they have um, and there's similar good groups support throughout groups, the group. yeah. Similar groups through all throughout the world. Yes. Because it is a big number of patients. Yes. And certainly uh, we have now more patients with adult congenital heart disease than we are having born as babies. With yeah, congenital because heart they're problems. surviving because and they're living well enough to get them through, which yes. goes back to your last question yeah. is we're actually, as a group, cardiologists, intensive care, anaesthetists, surgeons, it's a team doing sport. a really good job yeah. of getting these children to become adults. Yes which is what we wanted to do. Yeah, which is the goal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I think we've all learned that there's fantastic support out there. Absolutely. That these babies are getting born with a good future. Yeah. And that they need to take some responsibility in taking care of themselves as well. Just like Getting active, being fit and healthy. Absolutely. And seeking the right help. That's yeah. the important bit. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, Janae.
A big thank you to Dr. Andrews who took time to be interviewed to help us all learn a little bit more about CHD and the amazing work of heart kids that support CHD patients and their families. You've been listening to MediTalk, a podcast talking all things medical in a way that you can understand. You can follow MediTalk podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, please take a minute to subscribe, rate and review this podcast via iTunes or your podcasting app. If you have any health topics you would like to hear discussed, please email them to danae at meditalk.com.au. Thanks for listening.